Section 15 of O. Henry Encore by O. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. The Pint Flask. A prominent Houston colonel, who was also a leading church member, started for church last Sunday morning with his family, as was his custom. He was serene and solid looking, and his black frock coat and light gray trousers fitted him snugly and stylishly they passed along main street on the way to church and the colonel happened to think of a letter on his desk that he wanted so he told his family to wait at the door a moment while he stopped in his office to get it he went in and got the letter and to his surprise there was a disreputable looking pint whiskey flask with about an ounce of whiskey left in it standing on his desk the colonel abominates whiskey and never touches a drop of anything strong he supposed that someone knowing this had passed his desk and set the flask there by way of a mild joke he looked about for a place to throw the bottle but the back door was locked and he tried unsuccessfully to raise the window that overlooked the alley the colonel's wife wondering why he was so long in coming opened the door and surprised him so that scarcely thinking what he was doing he thrust the flask under his coat tail into his hip pocket why don't you come on asked his wife didn't you find the letter he couldn't do anything but go with her he should have produced the bottle right there and explained the situation but he neglected his opportunity he went on down main street with his family with the pint flask feeling as big as a keg in his pocket he was afraid some of them would notice it bulging under his coat so he lagged somewhat in the rear when he entered his pew at church and sat down there was a sharp crack and the odor of mean whiskey began to work its way around the church the colonel saw several people elevate their noses and look inquiringly around and he turned as red as a beet he heard a female voice in the pew behind him whisper loudly old colonel j is drunk again they say he is hardly ever sober now and some people say he beats his wife nearly every day the colonel recognized the voice of one of the most notorious female gossipers in houston he turned around and glared at her she then whispered a little louder look at him he really looked dangerous and to come to church that way too the colonel knew that the bottle had cracked and he was afraid to move but a piece of it fell out on the floor he usually knelt during prayer but today he sat bolt upright on the seat his wife noticed his unusual behavior and whispered james don't you know how you pain me you don't pray any more i knew what the result would be when i let you go to hear ingersoll lecture you are an infidel and what is that i smell oh james you have been drinking and on sunday too the colonel's wife put her handkerchief to her eyes and he ground his teeth in rage after the services were over and they had reached home his wife took her seat on the back porch and began to cap some strawberries for dinner this prevented his going out in the back yard and throwing the bottle over the fence as he had intended his two little boys hung close around him as they always did on sunday and he found it impossible to get rid of it he took them out for a stroll in the front yard finally he sent them both in the house on some pretext and drawing out the bottle hurled it into the street the crack in it had been only a slight one 
and as it struck a soft heap of trash when it fell it did not break the colonel felt immediately relieved but just as the little boys ran back he heard a voice in the street say see here sir laws against throwing glass in the street i saw you do it but take it back and it'll be all right this time the colonel turned and saw a big policeman handing the terrible bottle towards him over the fence he took it and thrust it back into his pocket with a low but expressive remark his little boys ran up and shouted oh papa what was that that the policeman gave you let's see it they clutched at his coat-tails and grabbed for his pockets and the colonel backed against the fence go away from here you little devils he yelled go in the house or i'll thrash you both the colonel went into the house and put on his hat he resolved to get rid of the bottle if he had to walk a mile to do it where are you going asked his wife in astonishment dinner is almost ready why don't you pull off your coat and cool off james as you usually do she gazed at him with the deepest suspicion and that irritated him confound the dinner he said angrily i'm hungry no i mean i'm sick i don't want any dinner i'm going to take a walk papa please show us what the policeman gave you said one of his little boys policeman echoed the colonel's wife oh james to think that you would act this way i know you haven't been drinking but what is the matter with you come in and lie down let me pull off your coat she tried to pull off the colonel's prince albert as she generally did but he got furiously angry and danced away from her take your hands off me woman he cried i've got a headache and i'm going for a walk i'll throw the blamed thing away if i have to go to the north pole to do it the colonel's wife shook her head as he went out the gate he's working too hard she said maybe a walk will do him good the colonel went down several blocks watching for an opportunity to dispose of the flask there were a good many people on the streets and there seemed to be always somebody looking at him two or three of the colonel's friends met him and stared at him curiously his face was much flushed his hat was on the back of his head and there was a wild glare in his eyes some of them passed without speaking and the colonel laughed bitterly he was getting desperate whenever he would get to a vacant lot he would stop and gaze searchingly in every direction to see if the coast was clear so that he could pull out the flask and drop it people began to watch him from windows and two or three little boys began to follow him the colonel turned around and spoke sharply to them and they replied look at the old guy with a jag on looking for a place to lie down why don't you go to the calaboose and snooze it off mister the colonel finally dodged the boys and his spirits rose as he saw before him a vacant square covered with weeds in some places as high as his head here was a place where he could get rid of the bottle the minister of his church lived on the opposite side of the vacant square but the weeds were so high that the house was completely hidden the colonel looked guiltily around and seeing no one plunged into a path that led through the weeds when he reached the center where they were the highest he stopped and drew the whiskey flask from his pocket he looked at it a moment smiled grimly and said aloud well you've given me lots of trouble that nobody knows anything about but me he was about to drop the flask when he heard a noise and looking up he saw his minister standing in the path before him 
gazing at him with horrified eyes my dear colonel j said the good man you distress me beyond measure i never knew that you drank i am indeed deeply grieved to see you here in this condition the colonel was infuriated beyond control don't give a d blank if you are he shouted i'm drunk as a biled owl and i don't care who knows it i'm always drunk i've drunk fifteen thousand gallons of whiskey in the last two weeks i'm a bad man about this time every sunday here goes the bottle once more for luck he hurled the flask at the minister and it struck him on the ear and broke into twenty pieces the minister let out a yell and turned and ran back to his house the colonel gathered a pile of stones and hid among the tall weeds resolved to fight the whole town as long as his ammunition held out his hard luck had made him desperate an hour later three mounted policemen got into the weeds and the colonel surrendered he had cooled off by that time enough to explain matters and as he was well known to be a perfectly sober and temperate citizen he was allowed to go home but you can't get him to pick up a bottle now empty or full houston daily post sunday morning may seventeenth eighteen ninety six end of section fifteen